Welcome to First Fleet 10-4. Hello and welcome to the First Fleet 10-4 podcast. Today we have a very special end of the year review with our entire leadership team. So I'm going to pass it off now to Rebecca Wilson and she's going to direct our conversation. Hello everybody out there. Um, We're closing in on the end of 2022 and we wanted to come together to get you a podcast out to just say thank you and talk about a few highlights of 2022 and maybe some looking forward to the future of 2023. as we close out our year, there's a lot to celebrate. And uh, in the office here today, we've got Daniel Piper and Alan Vender, David Beanie, Rob Getz, and Austin Henderson. So I don't know, I think a good place to start is some of our celebrations for 2022. Uh, Daniel, do you want to kick us off with some of our new locations that we opened up this year? Hello, I'm Daniel Piper, president of First Fleet. You know, it, it was definitely a, an interesting year knowing how uh, tight uh, equipment and trailers and, and how difficult it was to, to hire drivers. And we were actually able to uh, to have a, a pretty decent year with growth. And, and uh, we picked up several international paper locations, uh, a group in the Midwest up through uh, Wisconsin and, and over into Illinois, uh, back into Ohio. And, and those have been underway since October 1st. Uh, we also picked up uh, a site there in, in Lexington, South Carolina. So it's been a, a busy year with, with those folks. And, and we also picked up uh, uh, a couple new customers, uh, Carolina Beverage. We picked up a couple new locations for them in Mooresville, North Carolina, and then also Fort Worth, uh, Texas. And then uh, we have just recently started some business with uh, Target uh, in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, and it's delivering groceries to uh, the, the Target stores. And we've started with their first group of stores down in North Carolina. So uh, it's definitely been uh, a, a very interesting year and in, in, in being able to grow, knowing, you know, again, how tight uh, equipment was. So probably did not anticipate that, but, but certain things fell into place. So it, it's very exciting. So it looks like the count, uh, Alan was just going through the numbers. It looks like 14 new locations in 2022. And when we do a new startup, that brings in every department. It brings in extra hours for a lot of our um, helpers out there in the fleet, from recruiting to maintenance, safety, our operations, of course, our IT, all of our back office. And I'm probably leaving somebody out, but we have uh, several teams on the ground making that happen. Um, Alan, you were part of that IP Upper Midwest and, and several of your team members. Yeah, and I'm Alan Bender, Vice President of Operations over Paper and Packaging. I think it, it amazes me, you know, that one was interesting because it was kind of a last minute deal, right? And we weren't given a, a long runway to start it up. And the, the beauty of First Fleet, there's a lot of beauty to it, but one is we're very agile. And we, uh, it doesn't take long to muster everybody up and get everybody focused to do what needs to be done. And we did it very quickly, very successfully. It took a lot of people, you know, safety, recruiting, it took a lot of drivers from other locations coming in and helping out, moving trailers, doing whatever had to be done. And uh, that's, it's a competitive advantage for us because we are very agile and we're able to do these things and we're not scared to do them. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a fun six weeks and uh, I, I congratulate everybody involved because it went off without a hitch. Right, I agree with you. And then with Target, uh, Rob, what do you want to add to that? That was really going simultaneously with the whole other team. Rob Getz, Vice President of Operations over Food and Beverage. We had uh, our team out east there take on the Target project. Uh, 
strategically, we had a couple operations. Target was one of them where we're actually pulling their trailers. Uh, Daniel mentioned a little bit ago how equipment was tight. And uh, as we sat around and, and looked at growth opportunities, there wasn't much out there unless uh, the opportunity presented itself to pull uh, the customer's trailers. In the case of Target, uh, it was a brand new distribution center they're putting up out there uh, in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. And Target had apparently ordered these reefers some time ago because they're in place and we were able just to provide what they call power only and and move the Target reefers. And it, it was a, a, another opportunity, kind of like Alan said, that didn't really fall on our lap, but it was it was last minute. We'd been in talks with Target, and 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 they presented that to us. And initially, it was one of those things where we can't get trailers, and and then um, you know Target said, "Well, we have the trailers. We're just looking for power only." So that that was a good good opportunity there. Well, uh, the other fleets were up and going and continuing to uh, deliver loads over the country as these people stepped out and did the startup. I would say, you know, our people are important to us, our, our trucks are important, and our technology is important. Our IT team is second to none, and they have been with us along the way as far as moving us upwards and onwards uh, in the trucking industry. And uh, we've got Austin here. What would you like to add as far as 2022? Austin Henderson, Chief Information Officer. Um, it was a very productive year, I think. I mean, certainly we were not without our challenges. Um, there were opportunities around platform science device and some connectivity issues. A pretty hefty amount of time and energy was invested there to streamline that process, and we've seen the failure rate of those devices go dramatically down over the course of the last few months. So very encouraged by that. Really grateful for the driver patience and feedback that we get. Every time we ship something new to the drivers, um, we get co uh, constructive feedback that's helpful for us to further refine that um, driver experience. We added a couple of really, um, I think, uh, helpful technology features in, in the cab of the truck. One is that when a critical event occurs, that process was overhauled to simplify the driver experience so that uh, there's a, a handful of questions that they are to answer about those that event, and then those questions are routed to their manager. Uh, we also simplified and streamlined the process associated with log audits so the drivers can manage those log audits and interact with the serve center from the tablet now. Uh, we did some stuff around prompting drivers for DVIRs associated with an EROD's transfer. So if they have a roadside inspection, um, they're getting a push message to them reminding them to turn in a DVIR um, just to manage our compliance around that particular aspect. We did some stuff around idle alerts. Um, there was various opportunities for feedback from different driver groups on where we were potentially sending those messages incorrectly, but we think we've gotten most of those things tightened down now, and we've seen a significant reduction. Once a day, if you're idling the tractor for more than half an hour and it's in a reasonable temperature range and you're not in the sleeper berth, uh, you will get a notification that reminds you you're idling the vehicle, and if you consider powering the vehicle down, that could be a benefit to you personally in terms of fuel bonus, but also just generally to the organization, to the overall environment. And we saw a significant reduction in idle associated with that notification. So helpful, helpful changes there. With the new business that came on board, we did some integrations to bring in those, as Rob talked about, trailer positions, uh, trailers that don't belong to us. We brought in the positions associated with those things. So temperatures and locations, drivers have access to those customer trailers just like they would our normal um, organization trailers. So some good things there that we're uh, very excited about. And we made some 
more changes to the mobile application, most of it based on driver feedback. So when you do provide feedback at support at firstfleetinc.com, you'll get an answer and usually you'll get a fix. So some good feedback there around motion alerts, the mobile application incorrectly detecting motion. And there's some functionality in there now where um, offsite third-party maintenance vendors and uh, fleet managers can close DVRs directly from the mobile app. So those are all really positive things, very excited about and good traction over the course of the last year. Well, and so much comes from our group that you've created uh, for our drivers sending in feedback, the beta group. And um, are you taking in new drivers that would like to be a part of that group? You know, I think, honestly, we're always looking for drivers who would be willing to try things out. Um, there's a couple of requirements. You don't need, can't slip seat a truck and things like that. But if you're interested, reach out to us at support at firstfleeting.com. We have a small team, somewhere around 20, 25 drivers who regularly take releases of our software early so that they can provide us feedback on what's broken, what's working well, or how we can make that more effective for the driver experience. So certainly we're always, always looking for additional participants in that group. Well, of course, our drivers are the most important asset that we have out there, and um, hiring drivers for 2022 has been something that we feel like we're we're offering a, a company and benefits and and loads and equipment that drivers are wanting to come work for us. But is there did any, anybody want to talk to that? The driver hiring out there. Um, we met in 2022 for our driver trainer meeting and our safety meeting, and we got lots of good ideas about how we could in- improve the experience for a driver, whether it's onboarding the driver, um, the benefits that we offer. Um, we, we started a department here uh, to help with retention and just to better listen to our drivers, right? And if, if you're a driver out there listening to this, I, I beg you to please participate in this because... It, uh, it amazes me the, the, the solutions, and, and we can't fix what we don't know is broken. And, and you are our eyes and ears, and you're telling us things that maybe we don't know, and we're able to look at those and, and at least get you an answer one way or the other, right? And so that's a survey. So the driver gets a survey. A text uh, message. To a text message. Sure, it's through a company called Workhound. And right. I'm, I, I think we've done a, a decent job of, of pushing this information out to, to our folks. And you know, some of you have opted out of it. That's fine. I wish you would opt back in. If and you, you have are not, that opportunity. Yeah. If you're not participating, please do. Because at the end of the day, this is a, you have a voice and we want to help you and we want to listen and uh, we want to communicate and have open communication. And this is a great way to do it. We've, uh, we've got a lot of feedback and we've, we've got some, some information that shows that the, the folks that are participating are getting the answers to the questions that they are asking and they're getting those very quickly. And uh, I just ask that if you're not doing it, please join in. I'll say there's been plenty of opportunities there, a handful of them even, just where some of the feedback came in with a driver experience with a piece of technology. It came across Workout, right? And that gives us an opportunity to engage on the issue and see if we can bring resolution to it. Because if a driver's having the problem, there are probably others having the problem as well. So uh, any, any point of opportunity that you have to provide feedback to us, we're really appreciative of that. And I will say this, I mean, you know, it's just another avenue to, to, uh, to be able to communicate with us. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going in and, and talking to your fleet manager or your supervisor or, or feel free to, to call any of us and talk to us. I mean, that's what we're here for. But, you know, some folks don't feel as comfortable, and so it's just another avenue that if they wish to remain anonymous, they can, can voice their opinion and so forth. But, uh, you know, don't, don't hesitate to, to reach out to us either. Um, Yes. And to that point, with, with WorkHound, I think the 
uh, success that we could measure is we, we call it saving a driver or, or drivers that were frustrated at their answer. They weren't getting the answers to their questions or they didn't feel like they could talk to talk to somebody there on a local level for one reason or other, or they weren't getting traction with their questions. And, and the number of drivers that we've been able to help and retain at First Fleet in our retention uh, with WorkHound, it's worth it. Because as Rebecca said earlier, the drivers are our biggest asset, most important asset, and without drivers, uh, there is no First Fleet. So um, uh, driver hiring has been a challenge, and we decided to attack that earlier this year by, by plugging the hole in the boat, so to speak, and, and, and helping shore up our retention. And WorkHound uh, and the partnership with WorkHound has, has been a good tool and, and helped us in that. We're also looking at many other things, you know, inside the company. I know, um, you know, we've sent some some information out on on a new uniform program that we're currently testing, and we have some drivers that are testing the the new uniforms, and we're waiting for feedback on on that, which we should have in the next week or so. So, at some point this next year, we're going to be rolling out a new uniform program. We got quite a bit of feedback on on that that maybe it wasn't uh, up to par. So we're we're having a a pretty large transformation on the the uniform front you know the the other piece is is the equipment and uh, and the technology that we have in the equipment I guess first off I know you know we have some trucks that are getting uh, a little older in this most recent year that we're finishing up um, you know it, it was tough to get new trucks we actually were only able to get about half of what we needed just because the plants could not produce them um, we're hoping that that will open up some this next year uh, they're, they're telling us that it's you know pretty similar to, to this year but we have seen uh, a few other things open up and, and hope to get uh, additional trucks and kind of get caught back up on our normal trade cycle which we we anticipate being able to do you know we're also looking at, at some some different things on the trucks I know we're going to roll out uh, 25 of the green APUs we also have additional double bunk trucks coming in to help uh, with with some of the the trainers uh, and and teams so we are listening to you and and continuing to uh, to, to look at different things on the truck that will help you know all of the the drivers out there to to do a better job and and it be a you know a, a better place to work and, and hopefully we'll be able to to retain and hire more drivers that's our goal and and make the job you know as easy as we can it, you know any way you look at it it's a job and, and what you do is extremely difficult I mean working late nights or or long days or long weeks and and so it's it's very difficult what you do and we want to try to give you all the help we can with with the equipment and technology that we give you. Mark McKnight, uh, Chief Financial Officer for First Fleet, you know, and, and thankfully we've got a, a great set uh, of drivers that we work with uh, that we've been able to, to kind of go through that. Uh, and they've been with us through the thick and thin of the last three, almost three years now. It's hard to, it's hard to believe that. Uh, and I'll kind of throw something out there and you've heard it before from me and I'm sure others have, are tired of me saying it, but one of the reasons we're successful is, is I think, you know, we don't build widgets, we build people. And it's kind of one of the things I kind of go back to all the time is, is if, if we're not doing our job on building people, as Alan mentioned on the, the, the uh, retention and the work count, if we're not building and kind of making sure that we've got those little tweaks going on that and make sure that we're helping build that direction, then it's, we're not going to be successful. But as long as we keep doing that and doing it the right way, um, I think we'll, we'll continue to see our successes and have continued growth in that area. Our, our goal here at this office is to support everything 
that the company does. And, you know, we're very thankful uh, for having the opportunity to be here. Um, you know, it's funny. I was coming home from Florence, South Carolina last night. My mom called me. And she said, hey, I've got a funny story. She said, your sister, my sister lives up in the Chicago land. She's been up there about 30 years. And of course, we've grown up in that area. She's making her way down to see her granddaughter in Lexington yesterday. And she called my mom. And right in the middle of the conversation, she said, oh, 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 oh. She said, there's a first fleet truck. There's a first fleet truck. I love the first fleet truck. She goes, I love seeing the first fleet trucks. And uh, she said her husband looked over and she goes, he goes, I wish you'd get as excited to see me as you do a first fleet truck. So I wanted to add that. I said, I, I, I've got to talk about that. Because I said, I know our families, you know, we're, we're huge on family. And, you know, my family doesn't know many people at first fleet, but they know the first fleet trucks. And they're proud of the First Fleet trucks because, and they're proud of the First Fleet drivers and those those who are who are taking part in, in making us successful because they see them doing the right thing. And I think that's what's cool is that, you know, I've got family members that whenever they're on the road, they're always looking for the big red truck. Thousands of people a day see our trucks on the road. And that's the big thing is, is doing the right thing. And that's going to continue to make us successful because our customers continue to come to us because we're doing the right thing. I was speaking to one of our fleet managers recently and uh, asking how they were doing with retaining their drivers and, and how long have most of their drivers been at that fleet. We are individual across the country that some of you may or may not know. And uh, the fleet manager said that most of his drivers had been there about a year. And, you know, that seems to be kind of our sweet spot, I guess you'd say, that you know, a driver comes to us with expectations of our company, and then it's our job to follow through with what uh, was advertised and, you know, with the loads they're given, with the equipment we offer, with the uniforms, with the communications. And like Alan said, with the workhound, we've been able to get some feedback quicker to make sure we get uh, that driver's question answered so there's not a, a mystery or, a, or something out there that's maybe troubling them that uh, we can quickly answer. Most of the time we can just answer that question. So, uh, you know, we'd love to have any feedback you have. Drivers, uh, make sure you reach out. Usually Eliz puts a link in the show notes to reach out with questions and we can answer those. But just going out of the room, does anybody have anything closing out 2022? And uh, when this airs, it'll be 2023. I'm David Beanie, Executive Vice President here at First Fleet. One thing um, I think most people out there probably know that our founder and owner passed away in 2020. Gary Wilson and his wife, Mary Beth, founded the company back in 1986. And upon Gary's passing, Mary Beth became the owner of our company. And during this past year, we received official certification as being a women-owned business. And we're very proud of that. Uh, you know, that's uh, something that it was a very, very rigorous process that we had to go through. Uh, lots of questions and information that we had to provide. Mary Beth actually had to go through and do an interview with the folks who do the certification. Uh, we know a lot of our customers are interested in that. People want to do business, particularly the big customers, want to do business with companies that are female-owned, and we do qualify as that now, so we're, we're very proud of that. And really, just shortly after we received that certification, we got notified that we were recognized by a women in trucking group as one of the best places in the country, one of the best trucking companies for women. And we're very excited about that, uh, that accomplishment as well. We don't have a, a high percentage of drivers that are female, in our organization, and certainly um, we would like to have more. 
Uh, women that drive trucks run into a different set of issues than men do uh, in many cases, and we want to make sure that we're continuing to do everything we can to provide a good environment for all of our drivers, but especially we'd like to make sure that we're addressing the, the ones that are specific to women, so we're very proud of that. That was very exciting, I think, to hear both of those pieces of, of news this year. I know when I'm speaking to the female driver out there, many of them are so happy because they found a schedule that works for them. And I think whether uh, male or female, that's important to find something that, that fits with your home life, too. We're about family, and we're about taking care of the customer. So there's a way to make that work out, and I think it's important for people to see that uh, First Fleet does stand out as a place that a, a female wants to work. I would just like to to uh, wish everyone a, a happy holiday and, and a Merry Christmas. And I know it's an extremely busy time at, at many of our locations, and and so I, I hope that uh, that you have you know safe travels and and that you have a little bit of time you're able to carve out with your family and and you know in, enjoy uh, the holiday and and hope hopefully you have a happy and safe New Year. And I don't think we express it often enough, but we mentioned earlier that without the driving, without the drivers of First Fleet, there is no First Fleet. And it, it, we recognize it's a tough job, and we can't tell you thank you enough. We appreciate the hard work, the long days, the tough circumstances, conditions that you drive in, and wouldn't want to let the end of the year go by without once again telling you how much we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you to everybody and for all that you do. Thank you, First Fleet Drivers. I'll just reiterate, everybody said it and said it so much more eloquent than I can, but uh, I guess I'll take this opportunity to say it in person. I, I like to send out uh, cork boards and, and other messages, emails to the fleets and such, and thank you for that and, and try to when I'm at the site. So I'll take this opportunity to do it on a podcast at the urging of everybody in this room. Uh, you can hear it in my voice. Thank you so much for everything you do. Uh, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. It's not an easy task, and, and you guys make it happen day in. Guys and gals make it happen day in and day out, and thank you. So we just want to close out thanking everybody for tuning into our podcast this year. We're going to promise to do more podcasts in 2023 with an official schedule of, of topics that we'll cover. Um, be sure and download the podcast. We'll just close out for now. And thank you so much. Thank you.